Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Three Northern Makers podcast. I'm Steve from Steve Bell Creates, and I'm joined by the very handsome Andy from Potato Woodworks and the fabulous Pierre, who is the Swedish maker. So, on with the show. Welcome to Asvid 43 of a podcast with Steve, Andy, and Pierre. <laughs> I was very worried with the uh, the Asvid. Asvid. Ah, very good. Ah. <laughs> Because, you know, the words that are written down never sound the same in Swedish, do they? Like, like no. schedule. Like, like schedule. <laughs> and what's the, what's the, Kualeftia. Kualeftia. <laughs> yeah. That looks nothing like what it looks on paper. Ah. But here, here you ignored the we, right? You, you kind of didn't, didn't mention the we on that word. We. No, when you said as with. You you <laughs> you move the S and the V, right? Because the V is no, it's before a, the S. A V A V S N I D. Yeah, yeah, but you said ASV. As, yeah, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to it said, it sounds as though it's said with the S there. Mm, yeah. Maybe she was trolling yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> this Google lady now thinks shit. He's, Steve's on the thing today. Let's you know scream over. <laughs> hey. But so how are you doing? You're back from England. I was I was about to say, but you're back, <laughs> I'm from, back from Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm back from England. Uh, yeah, I'm back from Birmingham. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I got back yesterday about sort of half one-ish in the afternoon, something like that. Mm. And uh, <laughs> this afternoon, I could have just gone to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I felt uh, about lunchtime. I could have just closed my eyes and gone to sleep, but I didn't. So. I'm fighting fit. Yeah. But um yeah, I've uh I count I looked at my phone for my step count, Andy. For Saturday, how many steps did I do on Saturday? Uh, ten thousand is you is 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 what you should aim for, isn't it? Ten thousand steps. Yeah. Have a guess. And let's go for twenty seven. Oh, not far off, yeah. 28,200 and something, yeah. <laughs> I know I have and your I, phone connected with mine, but I didn't yeah, want to go Yeah, you get all my details, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, on the Sunday, I only did about 25,000. It was a bit rubbish on the Sunday. <laughs> so, my so was it so came... bad that you were running away the whole time? <laughs> you know, you just keep going round and round. <laughs> but... Uh, Yes, it was very good. It was Makers Central. Yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is that I thought it might have been a bit bigger than it was. Yeah. Mm. It was big, but I thought it would be bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But um, for my first time, that was really good, yeah. Mm. Would you say you want to go again? Yeah, I would go again, yeah. Um, I think uh, like the, the, the Sunday was much quieter than the Saturday. All right. Uh, so there's lots of things there that you can do or try out. So there was like a blacksmith you could try with a, you know, they had a little forge you could try making. They were making nails. You could try and make some nails. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a leather crafting thing where you could uh, engrave leather patches and stuff. There was the Rubio Monocord color matching uh, competition. 
there was lots of different things going on that you could you, know, you could sculpt uh, gnomes. You could carve some wooden gnomes, <laughs> Swedish gnomes or Norwegian gnomes. You could carve some of them. Oh, there was cool. lots of different things going on. But on the Saturday, there were like it was like big queues for those sorts of things. Whereas on the Sunday, there was hardly any queue. Really, it was, there was still quite mm. a few people there, but you could get in and do those sorts of things. So that was mm. good. Yeah. But it was the same thing Saturday and Sunday, just less people. It was slightly uh, different guests on the main stage and the little stage, and some things had moved round. Uh, mm. So there was like sewing things on on a Sunday that they weren't there Saturday. So there was different things, but um, mm. lots of the other things were there because they had they'd set up these big stands, so they weren't going to take them down overnight. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say that the big plus for the whole thing was uh, meeting people. I think mm-hmm. that was the most. You know, it was amazing the number of people that you that you met that you sort of. You sort of half know through uh, Instagram or online sort of things, and then you get to meet them, and uh, it's really, it was really good. It was, it was weird when someone keeps shouting, "Oh, Steve, Steve Bell!" And, <laughs> I don't know, who they are. I don't know, who they are. I don't know. <laughs> and so they've seen you know you know you on Instagram or whatever or the podcast or whatever, and then they come over and have a chat. So that was I was sort of pseudo famous for about five minutes. All right. <laughs> Did you but, plug uh, the podcast really good then? I did plug the podcast really good, Pierre, yeah. yeah. So um, who did I speak to? Uh, I spoke to Axminster Tools. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were there with like a big massive stall, and uh, I was talking to a guy, and uh, Axminster starting their own podcast. And uh, I gave him a key ring. The key rings went down super well. So I gave him a key ring, and he was really interested in our podcast. And this other guy came who was um, – a younger guy who's um, helping out, and he wanted. He said, "Oh, can we can we get in touch? with ask you questions about podcasting and this, that, and the other, and what have you." Mm-hmm. So uh, they were quite interested. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that you, costs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send them and, an invoice directly. Yeah, and then I met. I went. Um, your mates were there. The Swedish mates, Tormek, were there. All right. Yeah, and because uh, when I was talking to the Axminster guy, he said, "Oh." Um, this guy, the, the main man from Tormek, is he were very excited to have him here this weekend. Mm. And he is their top demonstrator. Is it the mm. German he's guy? Called, no, he's Swedish. And, but he's what's called his name? Pont, Pont, Pontius Pontus. Okay. All right. And he lives in between uh, Gothenburg and Stockholm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but this guy travels the world. Uh, he'd, been, he'd just come back from Japan, demonstrating the Tormek and everything. So um, he did the old demonstration of the tarmac, and I was chatting away to him, and I said, oh, I'll do a podcast with these two. Oh, very good. And uh, so he got a few key rings, and he was very interested. And uh, he said, obviously, he doesn't have anything to do with podcasting. They have their own um, social uh, media platform people. Mm -hmm. So he said uh, he would uh, tell them how wonderful we were. Cool. All right. So there we go. No, that's for the after show. What I just want. To yeah, say. for the after show. Let's, let's keep. He did. He did try and flog me a Tormek, but I said no, thank you. <laughs> he said you have uh, your own. You have your. I, I, your I said I just sent mine to Sweden to Andy to sharpen. Yeah, he said, how do you sharpen your chisels now? I said I don't. <laughs> he said I have this little machine, uh, Parkside. You know, it's like yeah, good. Parkside tool station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fifteen quid. You can't believe it. Yeah, two diamond wheels. Uh, yeah. And then um, I met one of Pierre's heroes. Yeah, Bob. Jimmy. Jim, Bob Jimmy. and Jimmy. Bob and Jimmy. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there was a, he, he was just sat on his own. So I went over and had a chat with him and I said, uh, can I get a photograph uh, for uh, Pierre? And I explained about the podcast. He thought it was marvellous. He was really upset that he'd been poorly and couldn't make it. Yeah. He's now the proud owner of a couple of our key rings, him and Bob. All right. <laughs> and um, so uh, he, was, he was a nice guy. Yeah, he was just a normal sort of bloke. He chatted away. And mm. uh, I said, you know, it's a very nice podcast. Uh, you could, you're always welcome to be a guest. And he said, uh, we could always get in touch. He can't guarantee anything because he's a busy man, but he would like to, uh, you know, if he could, he would. Cool. So that, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? Oh man, I just, as I say, I walked about all over the place. Um, <laughs> so it was good for your health, actually. <laughs> Very good, yeah. It sort of walked the beer off, because of an evening we didn't get to bed till about one o'clock or after one o'clock. <laughs> um, but um, that was very good. I have to say uh, a big thank you to uh, some people who uh, looked after us. So our Norwegian friends, mm. uh, as soon as I got there, said... Uh, we're in Birmingham. Can you come down? We're in a pub in Birmingham. Can you come and join us? And um, the train from the where we were staying to Birmingham was only 10 minutes, and it was £5 oh. return, so that was really easy. Mm. And they run every, every few minutes, so we went into Birmingham and uh, met up with those guys. So a big thanks to Marius and Richard, who were uh, fun guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Vidar was even funnier. and uh martin and magnus and rasmus were there so there were uh there was a little gang of us and i'm not i'm gonna butcher this name um tege yeah he was the guy carving the uh uh, gnomes uh and of course tim from uh turgworks was there Mm. and uh, they were all awesome yeah they took us under their wing I said, it's like taking your dad out for the weekend, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're all 30-something-year-old and he's me. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and we went to all these various hotels where they were chasing people to meet. But yeah, mm. so it was really, really good, yeah. Um, cool. Cool, and Sally yeah. Bell Crafts was there too, right? Sally Bell Crafts was there, yeah. She was a surprise guest, yeah. <laughs> because I was, since I've never seen her before. Oh, like right, okay. I've, I've, I've never, never had got the face to the name uh, yeah. and I saw like on Instagram like a, an initial post from I think it was Marius with you on it yeah this lady on I was like who the hell is this what is Steve <laughs> who's that here? babe <laughs> <laughs> and then on a later post it was like mentioned I was like ah oh, okay ah, that makes yes. sense yes and uh, they were a bit apprehensive at first with Sally being there but I said look she drinks like a fish she <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but she likes male company. Uh, so <laughs> she'd just be one of the boys for the weekend. And they loved her, yeah. It was really good. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to drink like a fish? We drink gallons. Fish drink lots of water, don't they? They never stop mm. drinking fish. Yeah, so. <laughs> <clears throat> but that was really good. And I'd planned a surprise for Pierre to go meet him at the airport. I made a three Northern Makers sign out some cardboard. I've always wanted to stand at an airport arrivals with a sign for someone. (laughs) So I made him one, but obviously that went in the bin. Um, So I went somewhere instead of going to the airport. Before we got to Birmingham, I went to Ikea. 
All right. Because I'd stayed at Luke's house on a Thursday night. And then it was only like a 40 minutes drive to the NEC from there. Mm. And because we'd have to get there too early, we went to uh, Ikea in Nottingham, which is only again 15 minutes from Luke's house. And I had an Ikea breakfast. Because mm-hmm. the store opened at nine o'clock and I was there for nine o'clock. And I had an really? Ikea full English breakfast. All right. That's a very Not Swedish a Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't have a Swedish breakfast. It was just a full English breakfast. So I got right. uh, two sausages, two slices of bacon, some scrambled eggs, tomatoes, uh, sausages, black pudding, and beans. For three pounds fifty. Three pounds fifty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Hmm. Wait and, till uh, you hear about my breakfast that day. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah, what a tasty breakfast, yeah. So uh that was good. Uh the Norwegians didn't believe I got a full English breakfast in IKEA, but I said, Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> um so we had a little look around IKEA to plan look for some gear for our little uh, Office slash craft room, yeah. So mm-hmm. that was good. Mm-hmm. Did you get anything? Well, I didn't want to buy stuff to drive all the way to Birmingham <laughs> <laughs> to have all sorts of stuff in the so, car. So you have a closer <laughs> gear than that. Yeah, but we have one. At, there's one in Newcastle. Yeah. Mm. When you buy stuff at IKEA, the car actually gets lighter when you put it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've seen some stuff that we want to buy, so. Um, I just need to measure up and make sure I get the right size of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that was a good little, uh, good little uh, trip. Although you know, when you go and you get those little yellow bags, don't you? Mm. Yeah. So you bought. You put, it over, <laughs> you put it over your shoulder. It's the law in this country that you must spend at least sixty pounds on absolute crap in that bag. Mm. We managed so you eighty. A, a <laughs> we managed eighty. <laughs> a meatball candle. <laughs> no, they didn't have any meatball candles. <laughs> Sally was very disappointed at the end because when you come out at the end, there's the uh, Swedish food shop mm. uh, in England. When you come at the end of it, there's a big Swedish. Mm. She wanted some uh, Swedish cheese, you know, the, the breakfast cheese, the round cheese that you get. Yeah. But she said it was poor, so she didn't buy any. She was very upset. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that was good. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, uh, what else can I say? Oh, I'll you tell you do. what I do need to do. I need to, mm. I need to give a mention to Annette. So Annette is Richard's mum, Richard of the uh, Norwegian podcast. Uh, Richard's mum has listened to every episode of our podcast. Ooh, oh, wow. Nice. Uh, every single one. So uh, we sent her a little message whilst I was there, but I said, Annette, I'll give you a shout out on the real thing. So there you go, Annette. Thanks for listening. Keep on listening. Yeah. Thank cool. you, Annette. Very nice to hear. And I got loads of people coming up and saying, oh, I love the podcast. Uh, yeah, this and the other. Mm-hmm. I had a chat with Peter Millard. He was there. Mm-hmm. He was asking after mm-hmm. both of you. Hoping you're all all right. Him and his wife were there. I got to see Mrs. Millard. Ooh. All right. Cool. I've never seen Mrs. Millard before, yeah. Mrs. 10-Minute Workshop. She was there. Ah. She was so very good. He was busy showing off his jig, was he? Yeah, he had his um, loose tenon jig, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he had a, a big pile of them. And he also, uh, I went to, 
to see him when it was a bit quieter. And he mm. had his, you know, your um, the hinge for your track saw on your MFT table. Mm. And he's been making his own plywood version. Mm. All right. And so he showed me all that and how that works. And uh, it's still like a prototype at the moment, but um, I got like a good 15 minutes with him looking at that. And it was really good, mm. yeah. So that looks good. Looked a good idea. Yeah. Were you able to buy stuff there or are you not allowed to sell on, on, on the... Well, you could sell anything you okay. wanted, yeah. There was various stalls. There was even a stall selling big slabs of wood. And they had all these <laughs> okay. piles of wood. And I thought, how are you going to get that home? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could buy tools. There was all sort of, everyone had sort of special show offers on tools and mm. stuff. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah, so there was lots, and there was lots of, uh, I showed you the, sent you a thing about the uh, trend CNC type thing. Yeah. It looks very different to other CNCs. Yeah, you kind of uh, mount it to... Uh, like, a, like a table. Yeah, like a table, yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, like a Festool track, Andy, that goes across the width mm-hmm. of the wood, and it has a router in the middle of it. So like a Yeti and it, CNC. And it, and it moves up and down, and mm-hmm. the router moves. It was, it was no like um, uh, bars or, tra- or mm-hmm. cords or whatever for it. it was, but it was, uh, yeah, it was very mm-hmm. good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and you got, <laughs> you got a free goodie bag when you went in and on the, there was boxes and boxes of them. I think the last time, something like 7,000 people went there to the last one. So there was these huge boxes of these paper bags full of, uh, goodies. Mm-hmm. And on the front of the bag, it, it said, make a central 2020. <laughs> and someone had crossed out the zero and put twenty, put a two in. So some poor sod has sat there with like ten thousand paper bags <laughs> and crossed out the zero and wrote a two with a felt tip pen. Oh wow! <laughs> Was uh, it really necessary? <laughs> no, I didn't. You think might so. wonder. <laughs> oh, it's the same bag as last time. Oh. But in these bags was a little a, a, a tub of uh, a bottle of Gorilla Wood Glue. Oh, cool. So everybody got like about 10 of these bags. So we've now got enough glue to last uh, a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so it was very good. It was a very good yeah. social thing and a very good thing uh, yeah. to see different stuff getting done. Yeah, it's very mm. good. Cool. So I would recommend if anyone wants to go. Yeah, it was good. Mm. Nice. So did you? I hope I can go. I hope yeah. I can go next year. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and get myself in shape. <laughs> I need to stop drinking this week for the rest of this week. What were you about to say, Andy? Uh, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to ask if, if uh, Steve did some woodworking as well uh, this, this week or, or not. Uh, well, I made the key rings mm? and I made uh, them and I've only got, I haven't got, I've only got about five or six left. So they went down really well. How and, many did you um, bring? I took about 65, Pierre. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I, I was very, uh, Sally said they were like dog treats. So I was like, getting them out of my bag. <laughs> 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 and um, I gave them to all the top people, all these sort of, you know, influential people all got key rings. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people were listeners and stuff, I gave them to them. So, yeah, they went down really well. And um, I uh, made. Uh, I cut some templates on the laser for when I make the shaker boxes. The shakers, when you do the swan tails, like the, the, 
wood sort of goes in that you hammer in with the nails. Um, they used to make a metal template so they could just draw around it and you get the holes in the right place rather than measure each individual one. So I drew some uh, templates up on uh, Affinity Designer of mm. my uh, swan tails with the holes in and then exported that into uh, Lightburn and I've cut out some um, uh, clear acrylic templates so that I can just draw around them and mark where the precisely where the holes go and the design to cut out the tails. Cool. Mm, cool. So I did all them, yeah. Mm. And uh, I had to find something to put uh, on my new cleat, on my cleat wallet to find a new p- place for a new tool I purchased that were Maker Central. Oh. Oh, oh. Some What brand is it? It's red. Milwaukee. <laughs> no. The red tools, not the cheap black tools, oh, the red tools, woodpecker tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, they're very hard to come by in this country and they still are hard to come by. Mm. And the people that I bought them off were at the shore and they said, we've kept these back to bring to the shore, but this is all we've got. I mean, God knows when we're getting any more. So I bought myself a nice square. All right. And yeah. you got 2% discount. Uh... They were cheaper than normal, yeah. There wasn't that much <laughs> off them, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was a good thing. So I made a little space on my wall today to put that on. Cool. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, and funny, I, I, I've got into this tidying thing in the, in the workshop. Today I emptied, I have a big um, bin, which is like a uh, cyclone sort of thing for the saw and the planer. Mm. And... I thought oh, I must need emptying because the bin men are coming soon. So I thought I'll empty. I looked in, and I looked in there; it was full. And I, as I was empty, emptying it all out, all the sawdust, it, it was weird because there was like layers of different woods mm. in the bin. And I was thinking, ah, oh, that's from when I made that one. Ah, oh, that's from when I made this thing. And it was like a it's like a history lesson in a bin of what all the things that I've made, all the different coloured woods. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't really know what to do with all the old sawdust. Oh. You throw it away, just like throw the sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you keep it for whatever. <laughs> well, some people keep it for the pets, don't they? Mm. As bedding mm. for pets and things, but yeah. we haven't got any pets. So maybe you can build your own insulation for the workshop. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, some people have a uh, a sawdust stove, don't they? Like a wood burning stove that you put sawdust in. Mm-hmm. and burn it to keep the workshop warm yeah mm-hmm. or burn it to burn your workshop down i would think if you're not <laughs> too careful <laughs> <laughs> ah but um so that's been about my week really sounds like a good one yeah it was yeah but as i say i'm a bit tired now oh. yeah but uh i was thinking since pierre shafted me and you last week andy with his uh, preconceptions, his prejudices. Mm. Mm. How would Pierre like it if uh, we did a few prejudices for him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 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 so I, I wrote a few out today, Pierre. All right. Uh-huh. I'm ready. And he can also say whether they're true or false after Pierre's had a go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pierre. Uh, at all the major holidays in Sweden, at Christmas and uh, Easter and all that sort of thing, everyone serves you herring. 
and its younger cousin, Sir Strumming, is that right? <laughs> yeah. But you really don't like it. But you always accept it and pretend to enjoy it and say, oh, that was lovely. That, that's uh, partially right. <laughs> 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 I don't like herring and I don't like uh, Sir Strumming either. Okay. Okay. But I, I just say so out loud. I, say, oh, I, don't, oh. like, I don't like that shit. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, you have to because we, we eat it so often you have to you have to yeah. refute it but otherwise you would be be needing to eat it all the time okay mm. so partially and right partially okay that's not a bad start is it? I'll, go, mm. I'll settle for partially right mm. do you like herring andy yeah but not seriously all right okay what's the difference um, the other one is fermented and rotten for whatever. <laughs> oh, nobody will have that then. I've never even, <laughs> there was not, not even anywhere discussion of having that anywhere in our house or in my wife's house. Like that is like someone, no one is touching that I know here. So I don't know like mm. when Pierre is okay. eating. <laughs> oh, but did- my, on, my, on my wife's family side, they, they have had it on some occasions, but I haven't been there at those times. So I've never even smelled the, but it smells awful, I've heard. So, yeah. Steve, that you need to open the can underwater when you open the can. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just like everyone pukes directly in the house. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in Iceland, I had the fermented shark. Mm-hmm. But I think and that the, is on another the, level, not as gross as... And then the, uh, the little drink, the Black Death drink that you drink immediately after, like a little schna- a really extra strong schnapps, it's called Black mm-hmm. Death. You drink that straight away to get the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> this is like sounds like very pleasant like yeah, nice, you nice, eat nice, something nice. that you want to get rid of instantly <laughs> <laughs> okay so on to another prejudice Pierre mm-hmm. or a preconception and I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm putting all my money on this one being right so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> your first car was a Volvo uh, no my first oh. car was a, was a German car an Audi oh <laughs> <laughs> an Audi, first car, Audi. Bloody yeah. hell. Uh, Love that car. Uh, have you yeah, ever owned a Volvo? I have owned a Volvo, yeah. Ah, oh, well, that's all right then. Twice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. An Audi for your first car. Yeah, but I'm a rebellion at, <laughs> at all times, so getting a Volvo was a bit... I couldn't do that immediately. Okay. But I've had the Saab as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you had a Volvo, Andy? No, but my first car was an Audi, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had well, an Audi A3. Me, too. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, my first car Me was too. a German car. What, what was it? Back in, back in 1977. <laughs> 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 it was a Volkswagen Beetle. Ooh. Oh wow. wow! Nice. That was made in 1973. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first car. Love that car. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You always love your first car, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Especially that uh, one. I would imagine. Yeah, that was really good. Mm. Okay, so we're moving on. Mm-hmm. So your wife says to you, Pierre, you're both going out tonight to a party. Now you're normally a reserved sort of guy. But you're a different beast once you've had a few drinks in you and you're up there dancing and singing with the other guests. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would give you right for that one. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of reserved, but once alcohol gets into my body, I'm not that reserved anymore. <laughs> I, I would say you're right. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a nice, easy one. Uh-huh. I'll ask you first, Pierre. Uh, it <laughs> might be true for Andy as well. I think I know what Andy's going to say. So, meatballs or Janssen's Temptation? Meatballs for me. Yeah. Oh, Andy's thinking about it. I think they're both. I mean, I've, we eat meatballs way more often than, than the Janssen, So, But I, I really enjoy that as well. But I think I go for meatballs as well. Okay. Hmm. Can you describe to our listeners what Janssen's Temptation is? Well, it's basically a potato uh, um, potato that you put in. in yeah, what's, a, what's gratin in English? I'm not sure. You put it in the oven uh with uh, like cream but yeah but with this um with this dish you have anchovies instead yeah, as well anchovies yeah. yeah yeah uh so that's the special thing about Jansson's frestelse oh oh Jansson's frestelse oh okay mm. wow i but think you i basically it, uh... only eat that on christmas easter and midsummer mm. okay all right i think i had some Jansson's temptation Ooh. Yeah. In what in which of those three occasions? <laughs> <laughs> uh it must have been near Easter. Although I think yeah, every Easter time you go to well, yeah. every well, I think every time you go to Sally's brothers you get a plate full of that. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's obviously a special occasion when you arrive there. Yeah. yeah. They have to make Swedish food for you. Yeah. When you arrive. I can't, rem- yeah. I can't remember what it tasted like, to be honest with you. Uh, mm. Okay. Let's go for the next one. All right. How many so, do you have? <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got three more. I've got right. some dirt. I've got a dirty one for you, Pierre, because you did a dirty one for me and Andy. I've actually yeah, got yeah, two yeah. dirty I've got two dirty ones for you. But anyway. Oh, wow. So, All right. So you've had a long, tiring, stressful day at work, Pierre. You come home and you sit down to relax and your daughters pester you, run around, and they say, Dad, we want to paint your fingernails and, fingernails and toenails with nail polish. And so you take your socks off and you let them paint your toenails and you let them paint your fingernails. <laughs> uh, that never happened. Uh, <laughs> but, but they say other stuff that involves me. Uh, okay. And then I, would, I usually do what they, what they ask me to. Especially if, it, if they would have asked me that, I would say yes, because that's, that just requires me to lie down, really, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, watch the sofa. I don't get that stuff in the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait until your daughters grow up, Andy. Unless, you know, you let your wife paint your fingernails and your toenails. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Was that now a dirty question? <laughs> no, no, we're getting to the dirty ones now. Uh, okay. Uh, the next one was going to involve a Volvo, but I'll change it to an Audi. All right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Andy knows what's coming. Okay. Yes. It's similar along the lines to what you asked Andy. All right. So, you lost your virginity in the back of an Audi with a girl called Helga. <laughs> <laughs> None of it's true, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I would have been good. <laughs> Oh. Well, the the Audi was right anyway. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and the last one. So, Pierre, being a sexually liberated Swede, as you all are over there in Sweden, you like nothing. You like nothing better than getting naked in the woods, especially when they're covered in snow. <sighs> that is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been naked in the woods. I have been. Okay. At some occasion, yeah. With Helga. We won't, we Helga. won't, we won't ask for details. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all of the details. Yeah, that was really good. Okay. Good prejudice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll give you a What's plural of prejudice? How do you say that in plural? Prejudices. 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 Uh, <laughs> that's how I would say, whether that's right or wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, hey. oh god! Mm. So now both Audis, huh? yeah, they made me a little VW Beetle. Yeah, my mother's oh. first car was was also a Beetle. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was a great car. Then somebody crashed into me and uh, rolled it over, and that was the end <laughs> of the Beetle. It was squished. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Broke me heart. Okay. That was okay. Yeah. It was, it was in the days when you didn't have to wear seatbelts. I didn't have a seatbelt on. I just ended up on the roof <laughs> inside the car, upside down. Have you ever considered getting one again? Um, yeah, I'd like one of the old ones, though, not the mm. new one. Yeah. But I don't know anything about cars. I think I've said that before. I can mm. fix most things, but cars are just a mystery to me. Mm. Oh. Are you good with cars? I'm not good with cars. I have had like a, we had a a bigger van when we renovated yeah. the house, and I was determined not because it was an old car. I was determined to fix all the issues myself. So I did quite a few just by watching YouTube and like changing the oils and the filters yeah. and stuff like that. I did that on my own, mm. but it was a it was. I'm not good at it, but with YouTube, you can solve almost anything really. How did the world survive before YouTube? I don't videos? know. <laughs> I'm not sure it existed. <laughs> then the professional people were doing the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because modern cars, when you open the engine compartment, you can't see anything, can you? And then you need a computer and special tools to do anything to it, don't you? Mm. Oh. Yeah, and I think it gets more and more like that with electric cars, where there's Ooh, barely yeah. nothing in there anymore. There's no no, just a washing mm. machine motor. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> More simple to repair, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good hybrid. Like, you can wash your clothes when driving to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have a tumble comes dryer in the back. Comes in built with an inbuilt tumble dryer in the boot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the way electricity is going, it might be a good idea. Yeah. Mm. So, what have you guys been up to? Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, one of the worst weeks of my life. I wouldn't say that, but uh, it's been a real hell. Like the Friday, like Friday two weeks ago, I, I usually, I'm on a parental leave every Friday. So I usually take a stroll with my daughter in the morning. I leave the bigger kids at school and then we go home and stop by the bakery. Mm -hmm. uh, and get a like a sandwich and we go home and share that sandwich and then I can put her to sleep basically. And we do that every Friday. 
uh, and this Friday was not not unusual. But when I passed the bakery, there was a, such a long queue that I thought ah, I'm just going to skip it this week and I'll go home and make my own sandwich. So then I walked for a bit, and then I I kind of regret my decision, and I just thought, <laughs> nah, let's go back stand in the queue and just get a sandwich. So I did that, and once it was my turn, they only had one sandwich left, which was a a chicken curry sandwich. Ooh. So I thought, yeah, I'll get that. I went home. Me and my daughter shared it. I only gave her parts of the bread, of course, and I ate the rest of it. And that same evening, I had a fever. And that weekend, I, I told about it in the last episode, uh, I was uh, having some stomach issues. Uh, and that lasted, well, it it, pre- it prevented me from going to the Maker Central the w- weekend after, basically. <laughs> so it was, yeah. it's been a hassle. I've been to the doctor now and they did some tests. I haven't got the, the answers yet, but they th- they also think it's got to do with that chicken sandwich so a lot of coincidence coincidences like prevented me from going uh, you wanna you wanna do a shout out for the bakery <laughs> <laughs> one well, death sandwich left so i don't know what i have yet but if in case i have a salmonella they trace it and they want to in case i have that they will trace it back to the bakery and they will try to find the the source of uh, the yeah. bad chicken so they they can stop anyone else getting this shit it's a bit late two weeks after i guess yeah it's a bit late but maybe they can i'm not sure how hard they mm. work on it or if they mm. just go ah whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was funny because when i was when i was at maker central i went for a sandwich for lunch in the thing and mm. they had ham chicken <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, or, oh or, a, or, a, or an Italian meat. I said to Sally, "There's no way I can buy a chicken sandwich." <laughs> What's happened to Pierre? Yeah. I couldn't do it to him, so I had Italian meat. <laughs> <laughs> so my breakfast that day was uh, water, and it's been uh, everything I've eaten for, uh, or I haven't eaten for like a week. I lost six kilos. <laughs> Wow. Over the past week, so I've uh, I've only been drinking water. I'm still not uh, perfectly good, uh, but I'm getting better at least. So I I couldn't really do much. I went out yesterday to clean the workshop because it was a mess, and then I thought maybe I should do something, but I had, didn't have the energy really. So I just went back to the sofa where I've been spending most of my my days. But I did. Uh, on Sunday and Monday, I did actually make a new leather MacBook case because oh, that right, was okay. uh, my next project. Yeah, uh, that was going to film, so I filmed it down in in this room where I'm recording the podcast, which is pretty small. So I I had the camera set up and the the big big dome light and the table and everything was set up good. And I I really wanted to make a like a good video, so I used the the gimbal to get some nice shots. But it was it was also a hassle because I, every time I had to change the angle or something, I had to crawl down on the floor under the <laughs> the, the light stand to get the camera, change the angle, and then crawl all, all over the back and, <laughs> and continue working on the leather case. So oh, it's, I was sweating a lot, but I finally finished the case. So I have a I have some editing to do now at least. 
from cool. the sofa. But yeah, that's I haven't like I haven't done anything. I've been watching every movie or series on Netflix, <laughs> HBO, Disney, Prime Video. I've been all over the place. You've watched a lot, eh? Yeah, because I couldn't do really all- do anything. <laughs> you can do all our obsessions, Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> we can uh, hold ours back for for today. <laughs> so I'm gonna pass the question over to you, Andy, instead. Uh, I did a bit more. Uh, I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what did I? Do? I, I finished my my Kumiko uh, pattern here. Oh, oh that looks good. Yeah. yeah. That uh, little thing. I mean, there's no, there's no function. I just uh, wanted to do this, hang it on the wall. Uh, I mean, I, I had the inside done, the pattern. Uh, I glued that up. I think I talked about that last time. And then I did a, mm. a nice oak frame with some Rubio pre-color intense black on it. I think that gave a good mm. contrast. Uh, and then the the thing is that like on the Kumikos, there is normally a fabric on the, on the yes. back, like some Japanese, or basically it's rice paper, I think. But I think you, you can also use like fabric and that is uh like some you can you should not put a fabric on that is like very disturbing right so it should be something calm that is like yeah that doesn't distract from the actual pattern right mm-hmm. and i was yeah. like oh, there is we don't have any fabric at home or yeah, i found some fabric but that was more like kids stuff with like <laughs> uh, Disney stuff on and things <laughs> i was like oh, that, would, that would look uh, ridiculous right <laughs> So I was like, hmm, oh, wait, I have an old t-shirt. So I, I went and cut that old t-shirt into pieces and uh, put that on. And it's like a grave with some some yeah. colored mm-hmm. colored dots in it. Or like dots, really yeah. dots, but some pattern or like some yeah, some blobs. It's not, in paint, it. it's not paint splatters where you've been painting that t-shirt. I, no, it looks like paint, paint <laughs> splashes, like very thin uh, splashes. <laughs> but uh, I think it, it, it turned out quite good. So I have... Mm. I have that now. I need to take some some photos of that one. You know, a use case for for it could also be making those things you put on the tables so that you mm. that you can put the pot on something mm. like coasters or like the pan, yeah. like um, yeah, yeah, pan coasters, mm. a trivet. Yeah, I was I was thinking of that. Yeah, we all need to know what what's happened with the concrete. Come on, how long did you wait to undo the concrete? Let <laughs> it set. That's what we need to know. So <laughs> don't beat about the bush. <laughs> the YouTube videos said like a week, right? Seven days. The guy who did it. Yeah. On the pack, it said like two days. But that is like if you have the pure concrete. So I didn't really know if the perlite does something right to the structure. Yeah. And you know me, right? I definitely not gonna wait seven days. I <laughs> Ten cannot. Minutes. Like literally, I cannot <laughs> wait seven days, right? After two days, I was like, mm, I was like, trying to see like, can I pull the the inner? Like, just wanted to see how how hard the inner wood frame is like stuck, or if it's if it's loose. And I was also pulling a bit on the outer MDF, and it looked like yeah, it's not. I think it's not like stuck. So it's not like glued to it. Then on day three, and I mean, I, I had it up here in the in the house because I wanted it to be in a warmer space so that it dries hopefully faster mm. on day three and i walk walking past it all the time it's in the hallway like on day three it's like ah, i think since it said four days i think it should be uh since it's a two days i think three days should be fine right but then i decided to leave it another day oh. and on day four i was like yeah 
I would just unscrew one of the sides, like I, I lay it on the other side, and then I just take that off like a lid, so mm -hmm. then it should still yeah. be structurally safe and everything. So I, I did that, and then I realized the concrete is still quite moist, but it was fully hardened, of course. And I was like, yeah, I will pull out the small little wood blocks that I had for the air holes that I did in there. They came out like surprisingly, surprisingly good with a bit of a wobble. Uh, and then I start seeing a crack on the other side of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might have been there, right, from, from yeah. the beginning because of some whatever reason. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I leave it a bit now with this only one side off. Maybe can dry a bit better. There was more air coming. Then a couple of hours later, I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, why? Let's just unscrew all the sides. And then I unscrewed all the sides, and I was like, I leave the inner part in there to just give it a bit more stability. Uh, and then I saw some crack, and the, the the one of the walls started like falling almost off, but it was was still stuck. To it. I was like, yeah, okay, let's just take out everything. <laughs> so, so I took out the inner part as well, and everything was there in one piece. But I could also start lifting all the different blocks like Legos off again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I mean, it works, right? So I I got like one of the, you know, I have those spanners for um for What's it called for boxes? There's like this spanner set that has like four corners that you can. Oh, like a clamp. Yeah. Yeah, but with a with like a, a band. Like a, with a band, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I just get one of those and and put that around and like tighten it, and then it should be good. So I did that, and that worked perfectly fine. And then I lifted it, and then the bottom came off the walls as well. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just need to hold it underneath. So I was I was holding it. That worked perfectly fine. Took it out, uh, put some coal in to see if it works. And uh, yeah, it worked. Actually, there was a lot of moisture coming out while the oven was heating up. <laughs> so there was still a lot of water in there. <laughs> but uh, it worked worked very good. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it works fine. I mean, with the clamp, you couldn't even see anything. Of course, the, the whole like band cl bandy clamp thing, it was on, but it, it worked perfectly fine. And I was like, should I do another one and just wait longer? I was like, ah, I couldn't be bothered. And then I went to to Bauhaus, our big box store, and I was like, there must be something like cement glue or something. <laughs> so I was looking around what there is, and I found like some super 500 kilo strong <laughs> glue <laughs> that, that you can glue stuff together. So I just bought a tube of that and started gluing all the pieces together. Uh, and that was drying now. Uh, so let's see. Uh, okay. It doesn't need to look good, and it works, right? So I, I was I was barbecuing some some nice uh, beef on it, and that worked perfectly fine. <laughs> so I don't know, not a success, but also not like, but not biggest, a failure. <laughs> biggest yeah. failure. I mean, it was a failure, but not the not a non-fixable failure. Not a total yeah. failure. No, you yeah. still use yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just looks did you get like, like uh, yeah. concrete flavored uh, steak then when you cooked it with a watery steam? Concrete steam coming out. Uh, no, I may, oh, maybe that's the whole secret that it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> moist. No, I, had a, I, had a, I had a friend over, and he was like, "Ooh, that's the best steak he has. Uh, not steak, the best meat that he had for a long yeah. time." Oh wow. Okay. Or maybe it's the whole cement flavor, concrete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burning perlite. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, that was that was that was one of the things uh, that I that I did or messed up, uh, and then I bought a tool, or 
tool? What's the definition of a tool, actually? A tool is something you use to... Uh, to make something else. <laughs> to make something else, yeah. Or to, yeah. or to, yeah, to perform a process, yeah. Okay, then I bought a tool. Then, then we can call that a tool. Okay. <laughs> what have we got? A non-workshop tool. Okay. Now, as I said, I had a friend over on Friday when, because we wanted to try out that, that uh, hibachi barbecue. And then he said, oh, you know what? I bring my uni pizza oven. Oh, like yeah. The same, the, yeah. Like the, the one Pierre has, also, uh, has as well. Because he said he has never used it because he lives in an apartment and he, he got it as a present for, for Christmas. Uh, and then he came with that. Uh, and he had like the, the wood pellet version. So there are different versions for different type of fuels. Uh, we started firing that up while we were doing the other barbecue uh, and we started doing pizza. And I have to say like back, like some, some months back, like every Friday was our pizza day. So we did our own pizza in the oven till the point that our older daughter was refusing to eat pizza because she, she just too couldn't much. stand it anymore. She just like, she started crying. <laughs> like as soon as we started like talking about pizza, she started crying, right? <laughs> so we kind of did something wrong, I guess. So we kind of had to stop, <laughs> stop having a Friday pizza. And that was a Friday as well when he came with the oven and we were a bit worried like what, yeah, what should we do if uh, she doesn't want to eat pizza? Let's have a backup for her. But then we started doing uh, like uh, I mean there's smaller pizza so we, we started preparing multiple different ones and then we brought the first one in, in for the kids and she loved it I mean the pizzas are amazing on that on that uh, in that oven so you cannot you can absolutely not compare it to anything that you do in your own oven in the kitchen yeah yeah uh, she started eating that and then the little one was eating it as well and then my, my wife loved it and, and we loved it from my, my friend and, and, and me and we did a lot of uh, different pizzas and because I, I was always intrigued by that oven, but I didn't want to buy one because they're like, I, I got ads on Instagram all the time a while back. I was like, ah, this is just like another, another product. But then I, I was really excited about it. And then the next day, my wife says, should we buy one? And I said, no, no, let's do it. Because now I got the approval to buy one, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we were all very, very hooked uh, with that oven and or like the, the pizza that actually came out of that oven was, was amazing. Mm. So, yeah, the next day I went and purchased one of those ovens and I, I went for the one that you can fire with, with real wood. Yeah. Uh, I thought as a woodworker, it would be interesting to have that one. Uh, You'll have plenty of bits of wood to throw in, won't you? Scraps. Yeah, but I'm not sure, like MDF and uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> MTF flavored uh, pizza. But we did that before, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. No, but then, uh, yeah, but then the next project started basically because then I had this oven and I needed to have a a place to put it. And we, we it, said, yeah. like, we want we want to have it like a bit more mobile so that we can actually drive it to the kitchen and maybe we're doing it like more often than because it's not a hassle of like going around the whole house all the time because we have a back like where our patio is it's quite i mean of course it's not far away from the kitchen but it's not as convenient as it would be directly by the kitchen where we're eating and preparing everything so i thought yeah let's just build a small little cart where you can put that one on and then have some nice wood storage underneath having the nice broken fixed hibachi like next to the uh, next to the oven and, and some also nice cold storage underneath and also like a gas bottle or like where you can put a gas bottle since the pizza oven can also be fired with gas 
so I, I went to the uh, to the basement and looked for some for some scraps and decided to build a like a pine frame. Uh, went and mm-hmm. bought some four by three, four by two. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. Or buy something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was 35 by 70 millimeters that, that I bought. Uh, yeah. And uh, started building a frame for that. And then I was thinking, yeah, I could also just buy some cheap like construction because that's the only thing I can just buy here some construction lumber. I was thinking I can buy some yeah. construction uh, planks for the top. And I was thinking, no, I have some pine, like actual rough pine boards laying around for a long time now that I wanted to use for the bed so I started milling them down and, and uh, like saw, saw them in half uh, or re-sawn them uh, and used those and then I I used for the second time now Ruby I want to call wood cream mm-hmm. which is an outdoor product it's a it's a very interesting product you can only use it on on vertical surfaces so i think uh, i thought like the frame would be nice to have in that uh, like in, like with that one and i had this sample box laying around so i went for a color called oslo from like the scandinavian collection it's like a yellow with yeah. orange color mm-hmm. and the interesting thing when you pop open the pop open the wood cream it actually looks like cream it's like it doesn't look like paint it's quite thick paint, yeah. or like a how is it like 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 a shaving foam almost like quite, yeah like custard yeah like a very interesting yeah. consistency and then you start like putting that on and you need very little and you get quite far like with with everything from from Ruby Monaco so I started painting the the frame and then while while doing that yellow I thought like it could be a very interesting combination to have the intense black on the on the, top. the horizontal surfaces yeah. on the top and also on the bottom floor and the shelf. So I started mm-hmm. doing that and uh, yeah, I'm very, very pleased with the results. Now I need to do some smaller details for the wood and the cold storage on that one. Nice. So that was more of a spontaneous uh, project, but a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People love those pizza ovens. Yeah. Yeah. Have you used yeah. it yet now? Yeah, we uh, <laughs> because there is that on Friday we had the pizza uh the 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 pizza from my friend's oven and then on Saturday morning we 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 bought ours and then on the way home we were like yeah let's do since we had some leftover uh stuff for the pizza I was like let's do some pizza for lunch as well so we rushed home and then I thought I because I also bought like the gas uh like a gas part that you can just add to the oven so you can fire it with gas and thinking like yeah let's use the gas one because that we can get started fast and we don't need to maintain the fire and everything mm. unboxed everything and i was like what the hell why is there no gas hose or whatever it's called like gas regulator oh hose yes regulator with that yeah. product like like why do you sell me like a gas burner that doesn't have a, <laughs> a hose with it because it's not normally that you have something laying around like a hose right mm. and i was like okay Let's just unmount or like unscrew the one on the actual other gas barbecue that we have and just mount that on there. And then I realized, no, they are no sta- no, no standard after I have unscrewed that one. That nut didn't fit onto the gas burner mm. <laughs> that I had. And I was like, oh, no pizza then. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then we did. We we used my friend's barbecue that was still there because he said he's coming and picking it up when it's cold. So we used his barbecue, uh, like his oven again to do pizza again. for lunch. Yeah. And then we decided to do pizza for uh, fika as well, or like for, uh, what's that called? <laughs> what's that called in English? Like afternoon snack? Yeah, afternoon tea, yeah. So then we used the hours with the 
and, and I did some wood fire in it. It was super interesting to do that. I mean, it, mm. it's a lot of work to maintain that fire. You kind of throw in wood like every two, three minutes because it's over 400 degrees in it. The wood just like disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we did that and we did some sweet pizzas or like sweet with apples and, and, and fruits on it. <laughs> so we had, a, <laughs> we had a pizza overdose. <laughs> pizza breakfast next yes no but now i'm looking forward to do pizza again on friday oh, God. Oh, very nice but then i started doing as i said started doing the whole cart thing for the for the oven and then my wife comes to me yesterday what about we build like a prep station as well with like stainless steel, like another cart that oh, you can yeah. move around where you Next can prepare to it. the yeah. pizza where you like it doesn't yeah. stick on it, so you can actually prepare everything outside as well. And I was like, mm, that's <laughs> interesting. In the same look like the other one, so that it looks like two carts of the same of the same type. So I started Googling into stainless steel um countertops, which ended up very expensive. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife said oh i thought stainless steel is a cheaper option than stone i said oh, i don't think it's a cheaper option than stone no. have you got any concrete left <laughs> perlite it's very smooth <laughs> nothing will stick on it <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, i think we're gonna build something but not really sure what we're gonna use as the top there yeah aluminium yeah. <laughs> as, as IK got a cheap aluminium covered thing that you can just take the aluminium off or they stainless no, steel off there yeah. is another there's another very cheap brand in Sweden called Eula they have they have a countertop that there's I, I sent you the word Pierre because I haven't heard of that this metal something I haven't heard before so it looks like it's yeah. an MDF covered in I guess an aluminium sheet yeah. Mm. But yeah. You haven't got any Rubio stainless steel then? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my wife wanted it because it was stainless steel, not because of the look yes. of the stainless steel. Yes, <laughs> it looked like stainless steel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid metal is what we need. <laughs> but <laughs> now when you're saying the concrete, maybe I should just like pour that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but a polished concrete. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it takes a while. It's nice and smooth. <laughs> you don't want any sort of like, you know, little bits of gravel in your pizza. Yeah. Or the pizza in the holes is maybe also. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's to decide there what to do with that corn. All right. Okay. Sounds good. And the last. Uh, sorry, what did you say? No, I said it sounds good. Yeah. A bit doing a bit more useful things like that I actually need or that we actually need. And not just yeah, like use. the Kumi covers, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. need it. It's nice to do, but there's no like real use case for it. Uh, and then while doing the whole pizza stuff, I kind of got a bit inspired of maybe doing some more of the dough stuff. So I was like, yeah, let's get a bit into bread baking. And I know Pierre is like, our bread baking expert here uh, on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but uh, I I decided to do a, a sourdough starter. All right, okay. But uh, <laughs> I'm, as we know, not very patient, right? And it takes like seven <laughs> days to get that shit started. <laughs> Got a two day one. <laughs> so I started yesterday, uh, like like mixing the the flour and the water together. 
uh, and yeah, it's just like nothing. I mean, I see stuff happening, but yeah, it's like I want to do something. I usually, now. I usually put a little, just a little tiny piece of yeast in there just to speed <laughs> it up a bit. It actually so then, works. So then it's ready the day after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quicker at least. Yeah, so a non-woodworking, but a maker, still a maker topic, right? Of making yeah, bread. Yeah. Well, men always make the best bread because we can uh, knead it better. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, men yeah. make the better bread because we've got the strength to knead it for longer. Mm. If you're not, you're not putting you in like a food, to knead. <laughs> put it in like a uh, mixer to mix it. But uh, uh. I love kneading bread. I make a lot of bread. It's really good fun. I yeah. throw my dough. Instead of kneading it, I throw it into the into the work top. Mm. Oh like yeah, it ro- rolls over, and then I take it up again, throw it down, and yeah. it rolls over, and I yeah. keep doing that instead. Yeah. The only trouble yeah. is if I make a loaf of bread, I've got to eat it the same day, the whole loaf, <laughs> with a full packet of butter. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds because it's just gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. But then, <laughs> then of course, I started watching YouTube videos, right, for like how to make your after the started like how to make your sourdough bread and oh boy how complicated is it to make a real sourdough bread this is like this is nuts like the steps you you spend hours on actually doing the bread and then there are guys that are doing one bread every day so yeah i use my starter and then i feed it and then i have a new one next day and i do a bread loaf of bread every day i've had this starter 12 years I've been feeding it for 12 years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, it doesn't but need to be uh, that complicated. Uh, I usually do a simple type of bread where I hardly knead the dough. I just put it in the fridge and then wait for when I want to bake it out. I'm, I form it like a loaf of bread. I have mm. those um, yeast baskets. Mm. That's a good thing to get mm. because you will get the right shape and they will look nice as well. My wife said, don't buy stuff. You don't going to buy those baskets because I said, look, I need those baskets. She's like, no, you're not going to buy those baskets. You can put it in like a cake form. <laughs> <laughs> Rustic looking bread. <laughs> no, but let's see. I you can make a wood mold. <laughs> you can make a wood mold. Yeah. <laughs> it's got wood grain in this bread. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, but I think I'm going to end up with a simple recipe, but I want to try one of those where they actually, yeah, put this. And now I forgot all those terms, but first having the, where they put the, the, the water and the flour in there and they wait an hour, then they put the actual starter in there and then they wait another hour and then they start like folding it over and then they're leaving it like six hours again, then they're taking it out <laughs> and they're letting it one hour again into the, in, in the, in the basket that you said, and then they're putting in, yeah, whatever, like uh, <laughs> really complicated. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But now, we're, now we're hungry now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but the pizzas were really good. They were really, really good. Yeah. Good. <sighs> So, Pierre, you, you've, I think you have a lot oh, yeah. to tell us, right? Oh, Pierre has. Yeah. Do I have a lot to tell you? Obsession-wise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before, before you do your obsession, uh, at the uh, Maker's Central thing, you've heard of the company Vet- Vectric? Yeah, the CNC company. Yeah. CNC people, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they come from just near, where, uh, near Birmingham. They're based oh, just right. near Birmingham, a small company. And they were at the show with all their 
CNCs and software that they make. Mm. And on their stand was these little leaflets, and it said, come and join us tonight from six till nine for free beer and pizza. Mm. At the pub in the NEC, the Weatherspoons pub. So I thought, well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have a little... Tim said, oh, are you going there? And, I, and the people, are you going there? So yeah, we'll go there. And it was like a good 10-minute, uh, 15-minute walk to this pub. You're still inside the NEC, but it was a, quite a walk to this pub. And uh, I set off walking. Well, there was there was thousands of people going. I thought, There's not, not these many people have CNCs. Anyway, we got there, and there was tables of free beer, and they brought out free pizzas. All that, from six till eight, it was just non-stop free beer and as many pizzas as you could eat. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the guy said, uh, he stood up and he said, uh, welcome, thanks for coming. We're not going to go for a hard sell. We're a local company. It's a bit to say thank you. If you are interested in our software, just catch one of us and we'll have a chat with you about it. Well, uh, I don't think anybody mentioned anything about software. They were too full of uh, pepperoni and uh, <laughs> beer. All right. <laughs> but yeah, what a good night. Yeah. <laughs> cool. so there we go so <laughs> do we need this then yes roll it what have you got so steve we'll start with you this time oh okay all right then <laughs> well um i want to mention this uh youtube channel um and it's a guy, it's, it's a YouTube channel called Satori Graphics, S-A-T-O-R-I, Graphics. Mm. And it's a guy, I'm not too sure where this guy's from, his nationality. I, sometimes I think he's English, sometimes I think he's got a slight foreign accent, but I'm not too sure. And it's all about graphic design, but each week he'll give you uh, loads of free resources or places to go to get free resources like free templates free fonts um okay. design ideas and it, he's really the videos are not that long only about eight to ten minutes long sometimes a bit shorter and he'll have like the 10 best fonts he's found this week that are free for commercial use not only for private use and uh, he comes Ooh. up with some fantastic things so um and he has like a uh, little temp, you know, like these little like uh, overlays, so you could like an iPad sort of screen that you could put something on in one of your photos or or on your graphic things that you design, and uh, lots of different things. And it's really good. Mm. So Satori Graphics is my recommendation. Satori yeah, graphics, cool. And he's also on Instagram as well. Yeah. So cool. what is yours, Andy? Mine is related to what I said before with the <laughs> Not a bread person, not a pizza person. <laughs> uh, Dr. Rotke, is that yours? <laughs> no, uh, but I think we're close here because this is a German guy and I think Dr. Oetker is also a German company. Uh, no, but it's a, it's a German guy. Uh, the channel is called The Bread Code. Uh, code. And code, like in uh, code coding, like software code, yeah, like I, Morse I guess, code, or yeah. like in DaVinci code. Because I think yeah. he looks a bit he looks a bit geeky, so he might be a software engineer, I would say, when just judging from his like the way he is. <laughs> uh no, not that it's something bad, but uh You weren't looking in the mirror then. <laughs> no, not not hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, but it's a it's a German guy, but he's doing like the channel is everything is in is in English and he 
he seems to understand the whole stuff. <laughs> uh, no, but he has like some good, some good like tips and tricks when your dough looks like this. What do you need to do to to get it like that? Uh, and also then uh, more like simpler recipes or like less complicated. At least that's what I thought. It looks still very complicated. But I really enjoyed watching some of his videos. So as soon as my starter is ready, I'm trying to replicate or like to use one of those videos to uh, to try it out. Okay, sounds good. The bread. I'm starving now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, then let's end this show. <laughs> or on, do, yeah. do you want to do you want to mention uh, one of your obsessions? I have a list of fifteen here. I'm just going to go <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but when you're when you're sick. It, there's not much to do except maybe every now and then when I'm not sleeping, watch something on, on the computer, which I did. I watched everything. Like there was a new season of the last kingdom, which was an obsession of mine way back. Yeah. Uh, watched that season. And then I realized that Netflix released the, the fourth season, but there was a fifth season as well. Watched all that as well. Uh, <laughs> watched the bat- new Batman movie flicked by. I was, uh, I watched that. I saw there was a Spider-Man movie. I just I watched that as well. Um, but then and all everything was just crap. Like you're not really engaged when you're watching with a half no. eye. So then I thought I need like a guilty pleasure, something that I can watch with half an eye and fall asleep and then wake up and just watch another episode. So I found this series. It's really crappy, but it's called Timeless <laughs> on Netflix. And they basically have a time machine and they go back in time to a bunch of historic events, trying to stop another guy with the time machine. Uh, <laughs> but all the episodes are like separate. So I can just watch one episode. And then uh, if I miss anything, I can just go ahead and watch the next one. So that was my, that's what I'm invested in now. The, okay. the season one of Timeless. like Timeless. There was only two seasons, so I was I was a bit bummed because I thought I'm gonna finish that so quickly. But there were yeah. there were like eighteen episodes a season, so then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm covered. I've got something to watch now. <laughs> <sighs> so you're going back in time, Pierre. I'm going back in time, yeah. Okay. If you do, don't buy the chicken sandwich, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'll never I'll never have a chicken sandwich ever again. That's for sure. <laughs> that works. Ah, yeah. Well, we're all off to the after show with a free buffet tonight. We've got uh, meatballs or Janssen's Temptation, or you can have one of Andy's uh, herring pizzas. It's up to you what you want, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm having. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for listening. It's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> well, that's all for this week. Hope you enjoyed it because we had a fun time making it. Please leave us a review, like us, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at three northernmakers at gmail.com. You can send in your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, a big thank you. Cheers.